Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-Step Recovery Fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any of them either. My hope is that you will find my words helpful in some way, whether you are in recovery or not. This is episode 106, How to Overcome Victim Mentality Even If You've Been Victimized. I've chosen to take up the topic of victim mentality again, even though I already tackled it in one of my very first episodes. In fact, you might want to go back and listen to that one before you proceed with this one if you haven't listened to it before or if it's been a while. It's episode number three and it's entitled Victim Mentality. What sparked me to do this podcast right now is that I was talking with a client the other day who was reflecting back on when her children were little. She was divorced. She had her own business, so she worked constantly. She'd recently been talking with her daughter, who's grown now, and they were discussing just how much she'd worked back then. She said to her daughter, well, I didn't have a choice. I challenged her on the notion that she didn't have a choice. I said, it may have felt like you didn't have a choice back then, but in fact, you did. There may have been really shitty options to choose from, but you did have a choice. And it's bad enough that back then you felt like you didn't have a choice, but the fact that you still feel like you didn't have any other choice back then is really sad because when you have that mentality that you don't have any other options other than working a ton of hours when your children are little, it's affecting her right now and it will continue to affect her life in the years to come if she truly believes that she had no other choices back then. If we really believe that we don't have choices, we're living in victim mentality. Victims don't recognize choice. What I want to address on this podcast is the difference between actually being victimized and internalizing the mindset of victimhood or what's otherwise called victim mentality. Someone who was victimized has been through a situation or situations, but they don't necessarily take on the identity of victimhood. It doesn't define who they are. Someone who has victim mentality is stuck in victimhood. It's an identity that they've internalized. And it doesn't matter whether they were victimized or not. They've taken on this victimhood as an identity. And the thing about an identity is that it is really pervasive. It permeates your being in ways you often don't even realize. I know this because I had victim mentality and I had no idea until I was in my 50s and got into recovery. You may be like me and have victim mentality and not even know you have it. I didn't appear or act like the kind of person that probably comes to mind when you think of someone stuck in victimhood. People who have victim mentality don't recognize that they have choices. Like my client, they think, 
I didn't have a choice about their past. Or maybe in the present, they might think, I don't have a choice. The reality is, folks, we all have choices. You can choose what you want to think. And if you're thinking, I don't have choices, it's impacting the options you're going to see as available to you, which is zero. Again, the choices you have available may all suck, but you still have choices. So often when we say, I don't have a choice, what we really mean is that if we don't do the thing that we feel is the only option, then something like, no one will like me, or I'll fail, or they'll be disappointed in me will happen, or something along those lines. But the fact is, we have choices. My client very well could have decided, I'm going to close my business and get a job working for someone else so I can spend more time with my children. Or she could have taken on a partner in her business instead of owning it on her own so she could have more time with her children. Or she could have tried to hire someone to work for her with the goal that that person would grow the business enough so their salary would be covered and they could take on some of her responsibilities. There are a whole bunch of ways she could have managed that. Now, those ideas that I just shared were off the top of my head right now. I spent zero time thinking about this before now. Now, if I spent zero time and came up with those options, imagine what she could have come up with back then if she'd put some actual time and effort into it. But she didn't. Because that's what victim mentality does to us. We devote zero time to thinking about other options. Instead, we ruminate about how shitty things are. Now, this client's history is that she grew up in a family that owned the same kind of business. So she watched her dad run his business and work and work and work and work and neglect the family. This was modeled for her as this is what you do. She was taught that there were no other options. When we have this mentality, we often see our situation or circumstance as something against us, as if we have no choice in the matter. I was like that before I got into recovery. An example that I've talked about many times, but I'm going to share again because I think so many people can relate to it, and that's traffic. I used to get really pissed off in traffic. In fact, I got more upset in traffic than at any other place or time in my life. Once I got into recovery and I started coming out of this victim mentality, I could see that I had this belief I didn't even know that I had. It was deeply subconscious because it was part of my identity. I eventually realized that my belief was that there should be no traffic on the highway while I'm driving. I acted like traffic was happening to me. It wasn't just happening, it was happening to me. I came to realize I had this mentality And that, in fact, the highway was built for traffic and not for Barb. Then I was able to let it go and say, these are the kinds of things that happen when you drive on the highway. Sometimes there are a lot of cars. They don't always drive the way I like them to. Sometimes people drive way too slowly. Sometimes people pull into my lane without using a turn signal. Sometimes people pull in front of me. 
Sometimes people don't let me merge onto the highway, but it's happening to everybody who drives. It's not happening to me and it's not against me. Now I can choose to continue to be pissed off about these things or I can choose to accept that this is what's happening. And that's what I choose because I'm not going to let these strangers steal my serenity. The difference between someone who has victim mentality and someone who has been victimized is that the person who has victim mentality has internalized their victimization to the point where it's become their identity. Now, there were definitely situations in which I was victimized, but I am not what someone might consider to be the typical victim. But I did internalize victim mentality. Now, there are plenty of people out there who have been very obviously victimized, who do not internalize this identity. They decide this is a thing that happened to me, but it doesn't define me. I still have choices in my life about how I'm going to respond to things. People who have victim mentality don't see choice, so they are reactive. Proactive people recognize that they have choices. Victims use language that implies no choice, like never, always, everyone. If you think, I will never be able to do XYZ, or bad things always happen to me, or everybody hates me, Those are some examples of the thinking that people with victim mentality have. They show their belief that they have no choices. So how do you move away from being someone who has victim mentality? As with just about everything that has to do with changing your behavior, it starts with awareness. You first have to recognize that you have that mentality. I've given you plenty of examples here, so you should be able to start to see if this is how you think. And if it is, then you actually have to start looking for choices because that's the problem with victimhood. We don't even look for choices because we assume we don't have any. When you find yourself in a situation that feels like you have no choice, force yourself to brainstorm a bunch of options. If you're not familiar with the concept of brainstorming, the way it works is you list whatever comes to your mind for options. It doesn't matter how crazy it might sound at first. Just write down everything that comes to mind. After you've brainstormed a couple of choices, then you go back and evaluate those choices. But don't cross anything off the list before you even write it down. The other thing you can do is talk to other people to get their perspective on choices they think you might have. What we need when we have victim mentality is a new perspective. Brainstorming and getting someone else's ideas are fantastic ways to get a new perspective. You actually do have choices, my friends. And for me personally, One of the greatest freedoms of my recovery has been the freedom of choice. And of all the freedoms I have now, by far the greatest 
is the freedom to choose what to think. And part and the greatest part of that is I get to choose to believe I have choices. And you do too. And now you know it. So you can act on it. I challenge you, dear listener, to think about an area of your life where you've thought I had no choice or I have no choice and brainstorm some possible options. Even if you don't choose any of those new options, there is a relief, a freedom that comes from having choices. I don't know about you, but if I feel like I'm forced to do something, I'm not very happy about it. But if I feel like I have a choice, it makes all the difference in the world with how I experience that thing. And I'll take freedom any day. Oh, one last thing. I got really great feedback about my 100th episode where I had a panel of guests. So I've decided that every 10th episode, I'm going to have a guest. I just recorded episode 110 a couple days ago, and I'm really excited about it. My guest was Gail Ferguson-Jones. She's the host of the podcast, The Butterfly Effect. That's B-U-T-T-R-F-L-Y, no E in butterfly. And that podcast is for families and loved ones who are uh, families and loved ones of people who are addicted. When episode 110 comes out, you'll hear Gail talk about her journey of codependency and what she calls recovering herself. The other cool thing about me having guests every 10 episodes is that they'll be on video. The audios will automatically be released like all my other podcasts, but the videos will only be available on my Patreon channel. It's only $4 a month to get started. And for that, you'll also get curated motivational, inspirational material. I'm at Higher Power Coaching on Patreon. Look me up and listen up for more information about the videos. All right, that's it for today, folks. Remember, it is never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Talk to you next week. That's it for today. Please share this episode with anyone who might find it helpful. If you like what you've heard here, you might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you, then head on over to barbchat.net, or you can get on my calendar for a free 20-minute consultation to help you make lasting changes in your life, like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, then go to barbchat.net and get on my calendar. I'd love to chat with you. Please like and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. This helps other people find me. Thanks for listening.